0: Who's echoing? You? Is it... no. no. Is, Is it, it everyone? everyone? Someone's echoing. Because I can hear myself it... talking.
1: Scott?
2: It, it could be me. It shouldn't be there. Here, let, me, let me. It's Cobra, Scott, Cobra. Scott's the
0: only one not echoing.
2: Okay, hold on. I've got, I'm going to mute mine, then talk.
0: What? Yes.
3: I want to drink more. Did you forget to unmute it?
0: Superhero Time presents that
2: one episode of Star Trek.
0: With Chris. Look, look, don't kink shame the Vulcan. Hey, Mickey. Every week is Ponfora Quarks. Scott. Look, all black Vulcans look the same to me. And Fort Max. Look, we know you
3: want to give multiple men your Vulcan stick.
0: righty. This week on that one episode of Star Trek, it's a really boring episode of Enterprise. It's not
3: boring. Pretty boring. It is also kind of disturbing in places. Yes, it is. That, too.
0: In the yet, fun somehow, to while it's being disturbing, it manages to still be boring.
2: Well, what doesn't happen is that there are aliens shooting at them and they're losing hull plating and all that kind of bullshit. So, that's actually kind of refreshing for Enterprise.
0: Okay, at the same time, there is about 15 minutes of story in this 45-minute episode.
2: Yeah, kind of there is. <laughs> and
0: about the rest of it is rapey. Right, so 17 minutes of story in this 45-minute episode. But we do get
2: Vulcans, so that's good. We
0: do and we get, get some mac- Paul having a wet dream,
2: which is kind of the whole reason why I picked this episode. Well... As a heteronormative male, I appreciate that. <laughs> she has wet dreams about jazz. Riker would be proud. <laughs> but
3: let's start at the beginning.
4: Okay, uh, the well, go for it. Going, okay. episode I, one.
3: I, think, I think we know uh, why the uh, Enterprise had that uh, hollow program of uh, the NX uh, in the uh,
1: oh.
3: Enterprise finale. Yeah. Damn it, Riker.
2: So it's, it's kind of like fan fiction. But it's like slash fiction that Star Trek people do with their own, like, history. That's weird.
0: So it's a Barclay program.
2: Yeah, and it would explain Kirk, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. How would that yeah. explain Kirk? Well, because he's always, like, banging green alien babes, and, like, somebody in the future is just romanticizing his boring-ass five-year mission.
0: So all what, the so we what saw you're saying is the, that Kirk banging Orion girls is Apocrypha? Uh
2: yeah. Well, inside the Star Trek universe itself. Right. See, all of TOS is just Rikers holo programs, just like all of Enterprise was his holo programs. All of Star Trek is just Rikers Holo programs.
1: What
0: does Star Trek the original series, as we've seen it, is the in universe recreation of what happened as a low budget TV show.
2: Exactly. It was just written by someone who was really crappy at holo novels. They only had like four colors to work with.
0: (laughs) It's a really old holo program.
2: Yeah, they couldn't figure out how to get like the 16-bit or the 32-bit color to work. (laughs) (laughs) So it would be like primary colors and shit.
0: You know, now I want an
3: 8-bit holodeck program. I don't know, but it it still has more color than uh, Enterprise. That's true.
2: A greater variety of colors. Yeah. It has at least three. Yeah, they blew it all on skin tone, though. They didn't have any left for sets or, like, props or anything, or special effects for that matter.
0: I blew it all on skin tone, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: ejaculation. So,
4: <laughs> season one, episode 16, Fusion.
2: Aww. Terrible name, by the way. Has nothing to do with the fucking episode.
4: No, no, it's like uh, uh, Jazz Fusion. It's the uh-huh. name of the bar. Uh-huh. So they're just
2: riffing on shit that doesn't make any sense. and It's just random noise. Gotcha.
4: Yes. So the episode opens up with uh, Archer in his ready room, and DePaul's coming to visit, and Archer's like, brings this book out, saying, hey, remember this children's book when you were a kid? She's like, no, no I
2: lived on a different planet, dumbass.
4: <laughs> oh, well, I love this book. And now we're near one of the, 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 the nebulas that's in this book, the Arachnid Nebula. You're fucking stupid, Archer. That's full of space spiders. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm going to, to look me. at them. As far as Paul wasn't like, yeah, fine. I'm, I'm glad you think that nebula's pretty, but it destroyed a colony of the Vulcans and killed millions of people.
4: <laughs> if you want egg sacs implanted in the crew members, fine. I'll go along with it. Well, I mean, I do, don't you? Oh, Paul queen of passive
3: aggressiveness. Well, it depends on which crew members. That's true.
0: Well, there's only like four of them.
2: (laughs) And only three of them get speaking roles. (laughs) And two
4: of them are the same person. (laughs) Okay, so. Yeah, go ahead. Crew cutters their way along to the nebula. Along the way, they get hailed by a ship. A a Vulcan ship. That's true. We don't recognize this design. A cool-looking Vulcan ship. It's not cool-looking. It's just a generic-looking ship, Scott.
2: I like it. It's got the little ring things kind of like Vulcan ships have. They had the ring-shaped warp themselves.
4: You like my point. <laughs> so Archer hails them, as he does, because, hey, everyone wants to be friends in space.
2: Hell yeah.
4: And so Archer says, hey, what up? And the Vulcan say, oh, not much. Glad to meet you. Um, by the way, we're about to die.
2: Can you fix that for us? I think it's interesting that like he hails up the Vulcan captain who looks like he sells like Vulcan carpet in a warehouse somewhere (laughs) from like Des Moines, Iowa, Vulcan, Des Moines, Iowa.
0: So Vulcan carpet, I have to assume it'd basically just be sandpaper.
2: (laughs) Right. Well, it gets better grip. Yes.
0: It's just all straight.
2: (laughs) Well. I mean, I'm not judging. No, there's no loops of fabric. It's just straight fabric. Oh, <laughs> it's like a wire brush. <laughs> ow, ow, ow.
4: Meditate on why this hurts.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, one thing I have never gotten used to, and I never will, and I will never forgive them for, is the Enterprise theme song. I know we've talked about it before, but I just I just, I guess I we're can't. talking
3: about it again then. And what, I just wasn't can't. the ending theme supposed to be the main theme?
2: Yes,
4: uh, people have done, like, time-testing things, and basically shows that, yeah, it was pulled out at the
3: last second. God, so shitty. Why did they think this theme was a good idea?
0: Well, they had faith of the heart. Um, oh, uh, God. <laughs> and no one's going to bend or break though. <clears throat> they can reach any star, because they've got faith. Hey, Mickey,
2: please stop him.
0: <laughs> if I could stop any of y'all, I would.
4: <laughs> yeah. So Archer, of course, says, sure, we'll help you. Um, How much of our shit do you need that we need desperately
2: to survive? (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) Fine, we'll give it to you. Why don't you come over for dinner, too?
0: That'd be nice.
2: Because we're a massive galaxy class ship. We have just tons of shit just laying
3: around.
0: Yes, and we're just, like, loaded with replicators, too, to replace it with.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: So and of course our experimental skin. ship is going to have stuff that works fine with whatever the heck you have. <laughs>
1: right. Well that's Different why it's
3: experimental. Species. It's like, you know, one size fits all. Yeah. So the vault come over Our for experimental dinner. ship built completely using off-the-shelf parts.
0: <laughs> Keep the cost down. Makes it easier to repair.
4: Which is good because it gets fucked up every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Our hole plating. Shut up.
2: (laughs) It's a big problem. You don't understand. It's just as bad as Voyager's torpedo problem. It's just, it's not polarizing. Our hole isn't polarizing. Well, some people love it, some people hate it. Ugh. Shut up. Keep talking then. Go, go, go.
4: (laughs) All right. So, my dinner with Andy the Vulcan. So the Vulcans come over and they're serving out their, their Vulcan crap to them. And water with a blade of grass in it? Captain Tavin uh, says, um well thank you for inviting us over here. Um what's that you got over there on your plate? It looks, looks good. Delicious. Um that's chicken. Can <laughs> I have some? Uh, it's meat. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wonder- ship it. What-
0: that should be the first clue that no. No get these people away from you. Yeah, when the Vulcans turn carnivorous, you know something in the system has broken. The ecosystem is breaking down and you are no longer at the apex.
4: So oh. I love that when like Archer says it's meat and the guy says, That's groovy with me, it goes to the Paul still like sort of narrowing her eyes, like what the fuck?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: god damn it. She's trying to hold down the plummy. <laughs>
3: these guys
2: Mm. see this would have been so much more interesting if they were space cannibals
0: why are so, Vulcans uh,
4: vegetarians all, anyway this is all logical looking judgmental for a while which really says you
2: guys are the nutsack cataract you're Vulcan <laughs> nut- <laughs> give the dog a bone <laughs> <laughs> it's your Vulcan came rolling home nutsack cataract <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Taylor's like, yeah, we got emotions, we're cool like that We've purchased this shit for
2: eight years, bitch And then, the creepiest Vulcan I have ever seen He's the slimiest g- last guy at the bar at 2am He's like, mm-hmm, He just needs up like a jumpsuit with a gold chain hanging down Like Vulcan chest hair <laughs> sticking out Look at this guy, he is so sleazy That's Hilarious He's
4: like, yeah well, to Paul, your Vulcan, seem, Vulcan emotions seem pretty close to the surface. Maybe you want to be emotional, too.
1: Mmm. Zoom yeah.
2: face. Like, like rubbing his nipples while he's talking to her and stuff.
4: Dude. Meanwhile, Archer's completely oblivious to, to Paul's horror at these assholes. And he's like, ah, we're going to look at the nebula. You want to come too?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Pick your shit." laughs> Golly gee, guys. Let's go look at a nebula. <laughs>
4: So, the Vulcans are thrilled to have friends.
0: They're Vulcans. I mean, nobody has to turn
4: their molars into little sharp slivers. (laughs) So, uh, let's now we've got the plot established. Let's check on the B plot here of Trip making friends with a nerdy Vulcan.
2: Fuck that! This is the A plot. I love these characters. I love Trip, and I love this whole subplot. It reinforces why Trip is the best character.
3: And also, it isn't rapey. <laughs> well, that, that is yeah, a benefit, I mean, yes. If, well, if you like it, it's
2: not rape. I mean, not consent.
4: So the nerdy fat Vulcan, which is like the best thing. Um, yes. <laughs> while Troop is trying to tell him how to fix his engines, which he, apparently he doesn't know how to do, even though he's the ship's engineer. Uh, Nerdy Vulcan is asking the question. So, is it true that humans have seven arms? <laughs> well, no, no. Before uh, that, he's like. Just the two that you see.
2: But before that, he's like, gosh, your ship shares sure have a lot of women on it. Gosh, so many women. <laughs> Do you ever,
4: like, get to see their ankles?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> and so a friendship was born.
0: I think the reason this engineer couldn't fix his own engines is because Vulcan technology is the equivalent of a Mac. It either just works or nobody understands how to do anything with it. I think that's
2: reasonable.
4: Yeah, that sounds a fair point.
0: So I think when Trip fixed their ship, he was just replacing it with, like, you know... A different Mac? No, like IBM parts. He replaced their Mac with an IBM.
2: Well, so, one, one, one thing I don't like about how Tov, the, the fat and nerdy Vulcan, who I just love this character, uh he's like asking all the questions like, Oh, here you sleep twenty-five hours a day and ducka 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 and like it's, <laughs> it's like this stuff is like utterly ridiculous and it's just like I heard you breathe fire, I have eyes as black as coal. <laughs> <laughs> it's your <quote. laughs> <laughs> he's kinda of like so. I also heard you have very large, um, you know, <laughs> you know, things. He's gesturing towards his crotch. <laughs> and took, it, I can imagine yeah. Trip going crotch nipples. Well, Trip's like, yeah, that that one's true. That one's true.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nailed it. So with Trip entertaining the, the nerd.
4: Uh, to Paul is visiting Archer and give him the list of crap that the Vulcans need from them, which is extensive. Yeah, and also they need the recipe for chicken marsala.
0: Where are they going to get the chicken from, or the marsala? It's a,
2: a big problem. In yeah, space. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the recipe for like Ferengi grub worms. Too bad there's not any in like for. In this quadrant, <laughs> assholes. So, okay. Now this part
4: right here. You ever like your family as a kid take you to visit relatives? And Never. They've got, they've got you've got cousins there. But you don't really like them. And your parents turn to you and say, "Go play with them. They're your friends." Right. That's exactly what Archer does to, to, to Paul here. Yeah. It's like, so I noticed you're not hanging out with the Vulcans.
3: Why not? You should go do that. Yeah, she's you like, you should be or, hanging out with your own, with uh, the people who look like you. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> she's like, I don't
2: want to. And he's like, well, I don't care. You should go hang out with them anyway. Which is, yeah, is, is it being parental or is it a little racist?
4: Well, it's actually kind of egocentric because he's like, you know, they like emotions. Maybe you'd like emotions, too, if you just gave it a try. <laughs> They're onto something. They're more like humans. And humans aren't
2: <laughs> Now, one thing I do like about this scene uh, is that uh, he goes over like this little card index thing and pulls out this giant fucking isolinear chip, uh, picks one up, picks one out, and goes slides it in his computer console, which is very TOS. Yeah. I thought that was kind of yeah. cool. Unnecessary. I I,
3: also, I do want to know why he has the stack of CD cases. Those are his well, jams. Got, He's got,
2: got literally kilobytes in. of data.
0: To keep his CDs safe. <laughs> yeah, otherwise they get all scratched up. What do you mm-hmm. use them for, Fort Max?
3: No, oh, I was just thinking they'd have uh, succumbed to disc rot by then.
0: No, these are new ones. Yeah, he burned them before they left. Uh huh. Mix tapes. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Archer, too, he's kind of like, well, unless my instincts are way off, they're totally harmless. And she's like, they're dangerous. You don't understand. We almost destroyed our culture thousands of years ago with emotions. What they're doing is stupid.
1: Well,
4: I'm going to trust my emotional response to them. You should hang out with them. Besides, there's only four of them.
2: So keep this in mind. If one of your friends goes, I don't hang out with those people because what they're doing is dangerous, you should encourage them to do it anyway.
0: I do. (laughs) <laughs> you can see DePaul say,
4: okay, like one of the blood vessels in her eyes explodes.
2: <laughs> oh that's what causes her lips to inflate.
0: No, that's the collagen. Oh, okay. And possibly some helium. Like... <laughs> so
4: DePaul's having a, a late night snack in the mess hall of mint tea. Oh, oh, gross. Shit. What a terrible way to ruin mint.
0: <laughs> and tea. <laughs> Can you so, ruin
3: tea, aside from just making tea in the first place? That's your first
0: step for ruining it, is creating it.
2: <laughs> that rule also applies to children.
0: Oh. Yes, I agree.
2: <laughs>
0: children are the worst. Children. All right,
4: so Talaris barges in into the mess hall. No, no, no. No, he slides in like a slick oil patch. Yeah, um, I can only assume that he's been stalking her ever since he got on the ship. Fancy meeting
2: you here. (laughs) So, come to this ship often? Motherfucker, I live here! (laughs) What's drinking there? (laughs) Tea. None ya. (laughs) I'll have one.
4: So, he continues to be sleazy and seductive. Uh, well, she's like, yeah, here's your tea, asshole. My, he it is f-
2: flavorful. I swear, if he doesn't wipe that smirk off his face, I'm going to shove him out an airlock. But I have to say, there's just something alluring about him.
4: So he goes on to taunt her and talk about how she has a great sense of humor. Ooh, matches her eyes. <laughs> Which I question if <laughs> Saul actually has a sense of humor, or if she's just kind of oblivious
3: to the fact that she's being
4: hilarious. <laughs> Well,
3: I think it's just a. Dr- I I wonder why he uh, why he seems to think insulting her is going to get her on his good side. It's called negging. Yeah, and it works.
2: You dumb bitch.
3: <laughs> okay, I walk. I walked right into that one.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, love you, Fort Max. do kill me. <laughs> too busy laughing too. <laughs> that's my only defense.
0: Yeah, that's that is really Scott's defense mechanism because like even when you run into him in person, you just can't stop laughing when you see him. <laughs> to actually accomplish anything.
4: So basically, he asks her out to dinner, and she says, "Fuck no, you're crazy." Well, maybe later then. Ooh. And this is so, seems... the arachnid nebula, which just looks nothing
3: at all like a goddamn spider.
4: Archer is busy... Yeah, and somehow for... manages
3: to look even uh, more dull than uh, the picture on the book.
2: <laughs> Clearly, you've never seen a spider on peyote.
0: Clearly, you've never seen a spider from the inside.
4: <laughs> so Archer is busy uh, ejaculating over himself. Over uh, How long is it going to take to map this? Several weeks. Ooh. This is, <laughs> sounds exciting. And it's like, it's one of these moments here that I like about Star Trek where it shows, like, how different of a species humans have become. Where they hate yeah. fun. <laughs> Let's catalog this nebula. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> Boy, that uniform doesn't hide much, does it? Jeez.
0: I tend to think if there was more Star Trek set on, you know, Earth, away from Starfleet headquarters, you'd see people more like us. But I get, mean, all we get to see are these Starfleet officers. The
3: You're going to have the science geeks. Right. You're going to have the people who love this stuff. And That's I true. Think... All the awesome people are offering restaurants in New Orleans. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, Whereas I think you the do get people, The of...
3: exploration ships are going to be the people who who just want to go out and see and
0: catalog all the stuff in, in space. And you do get a sense of this in Deep Space Nine because, like Jake Sisko's the anti-Starfleet human. Yep. Mm. You know he is. He still holds to the ideals of 24th century humanity, but he is not at all interested in the, you know, fun wacky science explorer. <coughs> you know, he he is not into what his father's into, basically. And like
1: his mom? Just Cassidy Yates. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all of the above. Ooh.
2: Yeah, that, that there's actually a uh, on Reddit on Daystrom Institute, there's actually a good thread about that. It's like so what do you do in a post scarcity society? You know, what do people on earth just the normal Joe? What do they do all day? I have to like, assume you'd be things. really bored. Yeah, that's kinda what the conclusion was. Was yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyway. <clears throat> they probably just fuck all the time. I I would. There's probably a line around the block to a holodeck too.
2: <laughs> I imagine like every house would have a holiday because why not?
0: I oh, know they just seem like they're presented as such a novel thing. Dude, you
2: know? they've had it for like two hundred years. We can't even keep like video game systems around for five.
3: <laughs> tablet to the PlayStation Two. <laughs> I was, would
2: have
3: that one had like what a life? That system had a lifespan of what fifteen years. <laughs> Well,
4: uh-huh. no. No individual PS2 had a lifespan of 15 years. <laughs> you had to buy about 10 or 11 PS2s that had a lifespan of 15 years.
2: <laughs> daisy chain them together.
3: No, no. That was the PS3. Oh,
4: yeah. The right. no, so PS3 never had any problems. On well, PS2, I replaced it three no, times. No,
0: you, no. You daisy chain the PS3s together and you get a supercomputer. That's you do folding at track.
2: home, <laughs> or run Crisis. Why would you want to run
4: Crisis? That game was awesome. That game was boring. The first one. Okay, I mean, I've only played two and three, but they oh, were no, no. boring.
2: No, the first one was awesome. Okay, anyway,
4: anyway, <laughs> so uh, Tulsa, Tol- Tulsa, whatever. Story. Tulsa, yes. Oklahoma. <laughs> Tulsa, yeah, we're going Tulsa here. Toll road. Tulsa yes. and Paul are uh, <laughs> hanging out in Astrometrics, head along the nebula, and Tolstoy is like, "It's so beautiful. Doesn't it just make your nipples weep." Paul <laughs> nip. "It's okay. I kind of dig it." But that's so emotional of you. Ooh.
2: No, no, they're. Uh, I thought they were on the bridge of the uh, of the Vulcan I don't care.
3: I don't care where they're at. You can oh, tell no. they're on What's the bridge that? of the Vulcan ship. There's color. <laughs> yeah, everything
0: is well, I, brown.
2: Well, I'm just saying that their bridge have like it, it's built like a TARDIS for one thing, with a central co- uh, console, and then there's like pottery and shit on shelves around the edges.
0: What okay, the hell? okay. What you have to keep in mind here is this is not a normal Vulcan ship. This is basically a Vulcan Winnebago.
2: <laughs> it's true.
0: <laughs> you know, there is four of them the flying Vulcan around in the bus. galaxy to find themselves. In their Winnebago. It's bus. Yeah. They're, they're on a cross-country journey through the galaxy of self-discovery.
4: Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes this is the Vulcan ship, because they've got a statue <laughs> of Vulcan Jesus in the background. Yep. No, I'm, I'm pretty
3: sure that's the King of Hyrule. <laughs> <laughs> I just Does assumed you know, it was Vulcan Buddha. I mean, it has a Triforce on him and the pointy ears. Oh, yes. Vulcan, Buddha, Vulva. Wait, no, that's not right.
4: This is actually in the continuity of the Zelda games, too, by the way.
3: Canon. It's canon. But which of the three... But is this before this... Before it split into three timelines or after?
4: It's actually both before and after that.
0: Because you see time is a circle. No, it's actually a triangle.
2: Hence the triforce.
0: Oh.
2: Yeah, well, it's got three points. Can you get to one of them?
4: The point is, Paul throws some serious side-eye at Vulcan Jesus going, See, so y'all hate logic, huh? What's up with
2: that? I like his so, bullshit of like, oh, well, we believe the same thing. You just mis- misinterpreted him, and we're the only ones who, in Vulcan society that gets him right. Oh, okay, right. So his idea of
4: reject emotion, embrace logic, and you embrace emotion,
0: you got it right, huh? <laughs> Nailed it.
1: Nailed it.
0: We reject just enough emotion and we keep right. all the cool parts.
2: I mean, but what is emotion? Wait, no. What is love but a second-hand emotion? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's a lot of fuck. It's not enough vodka though. Yeah, I need a little bit more.
4: <laughs> so, Slezatron듯이 says, "Well, it's not before you go to sleep." Don't meditate and see what happens. Don't Con- meditate. Masturbate. Consider it science. A sexy logical experiment. science. It's a sex experiment. So now he successfully, successfully baited her into doing something stupid. Masterfully baited her into it. Well, let's check out on Trippin' the Nerd. Yay! Well, they're still exchanging. My favorite stories. new sitcom. <laughs> they're still exchanging stories of. How the nerd doesn't understand human culture. Like football. So you're saying you all call in and vote on which idol dies? No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, which one wins? Catfish. <laughs>
0: How think I terrible at doing a southern accent when I am southern? Yeah, you We're... could just talk naturally and you sound pretty much spot on. You shut your poor mouth.
2: <laughs> you got some south in your mouth. <laughs> it
4: goes, it goes so says, you know i got some questions about vulcans um and basically he sort of makes a circle in one hand and he takes his pointer figure and, like sticks it in a couple of times <laughs> yeah. oh sex sex <laughs> it's like the entire uh, captain just silences and
2: turns right towards them <laughs> captain archer's in his room and he kind of goes well huh?
0: hey could you guys talk a little bit louder we want to hear this it's
4: <laughs> actually a quite fascinating subject for Vulcans. We do That's it every
0: just, seven years. Seven years?
2: Although he does say some of the effect of, like, yeah, we've done things to, like, shorten that time period or something like that.
0: I assume oh, he's oh, then, talking about within their little group.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have uh, easily the most definable uh, appearance
3: well, let's see, because they've, they've been on that ship with no women years. for eight years. Yeah.
4: Yeah. But no, Scott, you're right. This is the best Malcolm Reed appearance ever. Yep. Everybody shows Hi. up, sits down at the table, and
2: everyone gets up and leaves. Yeah, he goes, who are you? I'm Malcolm Reed. Oh, okay. Bye. And then they just leave, and then that's it. This is, this is Malcolm <laughs> Reed's character to... Who- <laughs> A T.
3: He does. He sits down, and they go, "Okay, bye," and that's it. He gets he gets his uh, contractually mandated speaking part. Yeah. Speaking of which, Hoshi says, "Captain
4: Archer, you got a phone call. <laughs> Line one." And it's the admiral. Admiral, what do you want?
2: Well, Archer, sure I got a favor to ask you. <laughs>
3: Oh hey, it's the man whose job that I want. You got those faggy emotional vocals with you. I need you to deliver a message with them. <laughs> Little's papa's
4: about
2: to croak. Now I gotta phone home. <laughs> <laughs> You have to do the rest of the episode of that voice.
4: Well, I can only do that voice for his character. That's my Admiral voice.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> Ooh, that was worth the price of admission. Go on. The doctor says, okay, sure.
4: I'll do that. And Admiral's like,
3: you better do it. You got that Vulcan Admiral science bitch with you. You owe him a favor. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm going back to sleep.
4: <laughs> Alright, so, best part of the episode now. Paul takes a nap. So Paul blows out her candle, which... I can't stress how bad candles on a spaceship really
2: are. You know, I was watching this with my wife. That was the first thing she said. She was like, they're allowed to have candles on a spaceship? <laughs> and I was like... That's an excellent point.
0: <laughs> they're not real candles;
2: they're just gas. Yeah, it's like it's synth candles. It's just an LED with a hologram
4: of a candle <laughs> flame on it.
0: It's not even a hologram. It's just one of those lights with a little compressed air thing under it and a you know, little bit of paper. spinning a little thing under yeah. yeah. it. Yeah. All right, so time for Paul's nocturnal emission. All
4: right. So she goes to bed without uh, meditating. And she has a dream about banging Sleezitron and then visiting
2: a jazz club. Hmm. Is she, she. Is she wearing like a hijab? What is she wearing?
0: Well, she's got her head wrapped so nobody can see her ears. But like,
2: they know Vulcans exist.
0: Well, I mean, it's kind of explained later in the episode. And she doesn't want other Vulcans to see her.
2: Ah. Nosy ass Vulcans. She don't want to be made fun of for listening. ass Vulcans. Okay, I, I got to point out that in Netflix, the uh, the caption, at one point during the, 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 the hinky-dinky going on, the music transforms into free jazz. Because <laughs> apparently it's like soft music, and then it starts going...
0: Trends-?
2: Music transitions to free jazz.
3: <laughs> In other words, randomly bashing uh, keys on your sax. Pretty much.
2: Close on as noise. Alright, so do you want to psychoanalyze her dream, or what?
3: I'll um, psychoanalyze I- it. She's horny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there. for Riker. <laughs>
1: uh.
0: No, no, she's fine with anybody with a big enough slide on their trombone, you know.
1: Except
4: DePaul likes Dixieland, so she's not for Riker. She likes it even though you can't dance too much.
0: (laughs) It's not logical to dance. Do Vulcans dance?
4: We'll we'll answer that question later. Oh, okay. (laughs) So DePaul wakes up with wet sheets and immediately runs to doctor flocks and says i have um a headache
0: <laughs> treat me <laughs> doctor i seem to be coming down with a terrible case of hysteria <laughs> <laughs> take
2: take this um vibrating medicinal rod and um <laughs> <Fly> liberally <laughs> So, I also like, too, she's like, I just need an injection of bullshitavine and a, and a provoline. And he gets okay, all saucy. Doctor. Yeah, he gets all saucy. He was like, Yeah, okay, doctor. <laughs> you didn't go to medical school for 17 denobulin years.
1: So that's
0: only five months.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so, I like how
4: Flux was like, You know, you want to keep on experimenting with emotion. Maybe you should be more careful. Just take it slow. But only if you want to keep on going.
2: Mm. (laughs) Mmm. I also like how much he doesn't care, though. He's also kind of like, just whatever. I don't care what you do. Just don't be sick. (laughs) It's like half taunt, half don't care. Yeah. I I got a whole lot of apathy from him in this.
4: I I can see you're really upset about this. Just
3: don't have too much fun. (laughs) I'm going right to sleep. Just do what, whatever. I don't care. Just don't make more work for me.
2: Yeah. Pretty much. <clears throat> but then he does give her the interprovolane. So, mission accomplished?
0: Well, it made
4: her shut she up just, and go away, so... He just injected her arteries full of air. <laughs> yeah,
2: that'll be fun for about three minutes.
0: <laughs> Maybe it works different for Vulcan's. Probably not. Maybe that just you know gives them bad gas.
2: Yes. All their arteries run through their rectum. <clears throat> Can't prove they don't. <laughs> well, I could send a probe in to find out.
4: Actually, <laughs> this is a Star Trek. We can probably prove that they don't. I'm sure the vocal circular circulatory system has been mapped. Yeah. <clears throat> Note to self- <laughs> Memory Alpha Vulcan circular <laughs> crystal. So, yeah. Tap 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 tap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounds like when I type.
3: No, <laughs> I, I I just <laughs> imagine everyone here types like Rioma warring <clears throat> I need that gift. Find me
4: that gift.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, that's a, that's an order for Max. Find me the gift of Rioma yeah. typing. Are we pausing
2: the episode for this?
0: Well, that just depends on Mickey, mostly.
4: Okay, so while Formax is looking, Archer is talking to the nerd, saying, So, um, how's it going? You about done? Your dad's dying. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's a hell of a soft lead-in, though. He, he really brings his head so gentle. It's like, so, how, how are things? <laughs> he really stretches it out. Archer is the king of stretching things out in this episode. Uh, agreed. The, the director's on the side, like behind the camera, like doing the stretch thing, like <laughs> like in a stage play.
3: <laughs> stretch the time, stretch the time. Just sell another commercial. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, Tova and I really enjoy Dodge cars.
4: <laughs> so Tova's like, oh, dad's dying, huh? Fuck him. Oh, wait, before I go, would you deliver a message to him?
2: Fuck you, Dad. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. So
4: it's the morning after in the science lab on the Vulcan ship.
2: I mean, I assumed that Tove and Archer had sex. (laughs) I mean, there was a lot of tension in that scene, so... Just me? Okay. It's just you. Okay, moving on.
4: <laughs> so Sleazy brings in a cup of coffee for Paul. Uh, I'm
2: sorry, it's chamomile tea. Otherwise known as Vulcan Fly.
4: <laughs> Sleazy's like, so what up, babe?
2: Sleazy.
4: <laughs> so uh,
2: how how'd you sleep last night?
4: The disodium levels are too high. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about you and your wet dream that I gave you. <laughs> the disodium levels! <laughs> no, no, baby. Let's talk about your dream. Fine. These there was dis- jazz music.
0: These disodiums are alarmingly high!
4: I dreamed about fucking you when there was jazz music. Are you happy?
2: <laughs> I almost committed suicide. <laughs>
4: So oh. she was able to explain this jazz club dream she had was actually something that she did in the past. She snuck out like a teenager going to prom and visited a jazz club. To Paul,
2: you naughty rebel! Yeah. So <clears throat> apparently, jazz music is like orgasm-inducing for Vulcans. Well, jazz is the devil's music. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so you know what they say
4: about the clarinet. It's how Satan enters young Christian women's minds. (laughs) Through the trombone.
2: Right. See Riker. Good Lord Sleazy Guy, boy, he is like two inches from her face. If you were listening any more intently, you'd be doing a mind mold with her.
0: Well, funny you should mention that.
2: I mean, he's like breathing up all of her air.
0: That's okay, she was just going to burn it with a candle anyway. Uh, yeah. maybe <clears throat> then I'll teach her to appreciate her oxygen the next time
2: right.
4: uh. she says well your next wet dream will be a lot better she's like fuck no I ain't doing this shit again that shit was creepy this is
2: like 50 shades of Vulcan up in here
0: <laughs> I guess if it's Vulcan it's 50 shades of beige
1: <laughs> that's perfect
2: I think we have our episode title I <laughs> guess
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> well Archer is frustrated because the nerd won't listen to him and be giving he him wet dreams <clears throat> he needs to get with his own nerd and have him convince the nerd to do what he wants him to do
2: but to me, this is kind of shitty. For for Archer to come in and like get his subordinate to do his dirty work for him. Like The guy's already said no, so then he's going to get like everyone on the crew to badger him until he says yes. This is kind of shitty. This is not good supervision skills.
4: This is management skills. This is how you get shit done.
2: Mm-hmm. Ugh. Creepy. I want you to get all up in his business.
1: I mean, look, I want you to ruin whatever call home.
2: home.
4: Otherwise, I'm not getting a bonus. <laughs>
2: right. Look, you got to sell three warranty programs or, you know, I don't get a vacation. <laughs> Consumer protection plans. Yes, thank you.
0: <laughs> um, be sure to hit your pre-order quota for the month. Right. And <clears throat> yeah, we could cut just over like... To- look,
2: like I barely know the guy. You want me to like get involved in his personal family life with his dad? Are you crazy? He's like, ah, I'm ordering you to do it. No, fine. <laughs> fine. Bitch. Let's cut over to, to, to Paul making some bad decisions. Oh yes. So, that sounds like a uh so a we're, whole going, sweet we're
0: going back to Broken Bow. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: <laughs> Is it bow or bow? That was broken bow. Uh, Almost bow like a ship, Don't That's they say it in the episode? If I paid attention
4: to the episode, I'd know. <laughs> yeah, you I did would. Not.
0: Yeah, see, right? the problem with Broken Bow is that it just kind of drags on forever. Yeah, it's a one-part episode switched into a two-part. It really could have used some tightening up, yeah. Especially on level three. God damn it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs>
4: All right, so Sleazy has got to Paul, and his commissioner <clears> this <throat> great new spiritual technique I've learned. It's called the mind meld. You've probably never heard of it.
3: It's too underground for you.
2: <laughs> so one thing about this scene that, that made me respect Leonard Nimoy even more than I already did was that when Leonard Nimoy did a mind meld, even like in the original series or in the movies or whatever, the way he moved his hand and the way he did it with such care, it really looked like he was doing something. I know that may sound weird. But if you watch Leonard Nimoy do it, he's, like, so precise or something, the way he moves his hand. This guy's just like, da, palm.
0: That's because Leonard Nimoy's fingers were twice the length of this guy's.
2: Yeah, but just the way he moved them. I just love the way Leonard Nimoy moved his fingers. Oh, you know what it is? Leonard Nimoy...
0: Jesus
3: Christ, he took both.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta
3: find a better way to word that.
0: <laughs> no, I I think you worded it just fine. <laughs> no wonder, Nimoy probably had a lot of uh, practice with delicate moving of his fingers uh, from all his smoking, because, you know. Oh, yeah. right. That's oh, what gave him it's... his Galvatron voice. Right. <laughs> no filtering on that. Or his cigarettes. So
2: yeah, he's like face raping Porta Paul. So he's taking her back to
4: her memory at the jazz club, saying, "How would that make you feel?"
2: <coughs> uh, allergic, apparently.
4: How does that make you feel? Feel
3: <laughs> erotic, erotic. <laughs> <laughs>
4: So the ball's like, you're getting way too pushy here, buddy. Back off. Let me out of this shit. And he's like, Nope. This is happening. You're you want it this to and you like it. And the audience is like, no, we don't like this.
1: No. This is
2: upsetting. It 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 really was. Yeah, so it's a... Uh, so, yeah. Drags out over and over again. It cuts like to her walking into the club and then back to her face being all terrified and uh yeah. I don't like it. Make it stop. Yeah, this isn't the fun kind of
4: rape like uh, on Tasha Yar's colony. This is a bad <laughs> kind of rape.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this doesn't involve a gang. So
4: yeah, this isn't the rape that's funny.
2: <laughs> God,
4: this is the rape that's like, oh, I felt bad.
0: Yeah. Oh, the intro quotes.
2: <laughs> also, this is the weirdest looking jazz club I've ever seen.
0: It's not even a jazz club. It's just like some diner.
4: <laughs> You've seen jazz clubs? I'm not certain that I'd admit that.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're not just the back uh, back booth of a Waffle House. <laughs> Although, I guess it could be. Waffle
4: House
2: jazz. <laughs> <laughs> can't dance that either. Scattered, covered. <laughs> yeah, scattered.
3: <laughs> I, I would assume Waffle House Jazz also includes songs about Waffle House. Well, yeah, just like it is
2: on the jukebox. Uh, so he's like forcing her to like relive this memory, and she's like physically fighting him, and she like has to physically push him away. Oh my god. Dude, no means no. Well, she's not
4: physically pushing him. She's mentally pushing him away with a physical manifestation of it.
2: No, no. She physically pushes him at the end of this.
4: Oh, well, yeah. After they break the mind meld, yes. Right. That is what breaks the mind mind meld.
2: Right. And he's all like, but I followed all the rules, bitch. You're ugly anyway. Like what I like. Stop not liking what I like.
4: So He storms out, and she's like, oh, I'm going to throw up. Sick bae. <clears throat> Ugh.
2: Yeah, she's done.
4: So, not... Trip has got the nerd cornered engineering. And so he starts out, do Vulcans dance? And the nerd's like, well, no, unless it's lame. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, not like the awesome, like, popping and locking that I prefer to do. So, Trip launches into the
4: longest, most boring story about how you almost asked a girl to dance.
1: <sighs> and how much he it
4: regrets goes. it.
2: <clears throat> yeah. It was my one chance to lose my virginity, and I lost it, <laughs> and then I got shipped to deep space. And then I got pregnant.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Episode
2: three. The Virgin Trip.
4: So the moral of the story is...
3: Like what? But uh, was it... I assume, unlike Live Man's uh, Mpreg episode, this one wasn't a anti-abortion allegory.
2: (laughs) Probably not. Although he does mention that he went to, to, to elementary school or high school in Panama City, Florida. So that gives you the quality of person that Trip is. And if you're a listener from Panama City, fuck you. <laughs> if you're a listener. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it out there. If you're from Panama City, you suck.
4: So that's why the grass is green and the girls are pretty. <laughs>
3: Not quite sure. You know what? Whatever. Let's Can- <laughs> would Panama City, would any of Florida still be above water?
2: Before or after, I got blown to smithereens by the Zindi. Oh, spoilers. Oh, oh
4: snap. I haven't made it that far yet.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's right. You're just in season two right now, aren't you?
1: Yeah. What?
2: Anyway, he's a floor idiot. Moving on. Oh, I lost track. A dancing. So we're watching Enterprise. Oh yes, that's right. Folksy of, yes. Southern
4: anecdote. The moral of the story is regret. Don't do it. Not even once. Call your dying dad, you asshole.
2: Pretty much. Uh, it goes on and on and on. Oh my god. Well, he, did, he has a good line. It's like, well, I have a feeling you've never actually felt regret yet, uh, and it's not something you want to start doing now. I thought that was pretty. That was pretty slick. I don't know. I like Trip. I like his character. And I do like this uh, plot of him and Tove or whatever his name is. Tulsa. Tol- yeah, Tulsa.
3: Tulsa.
0: <laughs> Tolroad. <sorry>. Tol <laughs> oh, <blur. laughs> I miss JD. Me too. Me too. I don't. I never met him. Well, it's your loss.
3: Yeah, I probably
4: would miss if I didn't know him. Though. You should listen to the JD clip shows. They're fun. I should.
0: All right, so especially the one that's about bidets.
4: (laughs) That one's really good. (laughs) Yeah, we were so
3: on with him.
0: Yeah, he he fit right in.
3: It took a bit of effort though, getting him (sighs) wedged (laughs) in.
2: Too much lube is almost
4: enough. It's so weird (laughs) to listen to the old shows though, because you listen to how much we actually cared.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was a different oh. time. He so he wasn't that Goku. Boy. That's right. That's because we used to be watching Gokai and Go Busters.
4: Yeah.
0: And, and fours. And Gaim. <laughs> well, he never saw Gaim. He saw half of Gaim. Did he? Well, maybe not quite half, but yeah, he saw some of it.
3: That's right, it was Kill Ruger. No, I think he but, saw no, all Kyurem. It was Tokyujur that he didn't
4: see. Well, yeah, that, that was the like right then. Yeah, he missed the end of because he was in the hospital.
0: Well, I mean, he didn't really miss out on anything.
4: Well, okay, point. But
0: <laughs> where were we? Oh yes, yeah, so, look—it's like, archers
4: invited Sleezotron <laughs> up into his office. <laughs> I like, love this scene. So, how's it going? He's like, Good. "Good morning, man. Hey, buddy. Can I get you some coffee?" So I understand you've been dating my daughter for a while now.
2: <laughs> oh my
4: god! How's that going?
3: Fine,
2: Being fine. a gentleman,
3: of course. Are you making sure not to rape her? Well... <laughs> oh,
2: wait! I'm not. I'm not supposed to. I thought. Oh, you primitive humans! <laughs> you still think that's a bad idea? You're
4: mad that I raped her? Well, it's not any of your business.
2: Right. Yeah, this guy's such a prick.
4: Suddenly, it becomes very clear why Vulcans with emotions are bad.
0: As anybody who's watched, like, any of the original series would already have known. Yes, because
4: they have all the arrogance and snottiness of Vulcans, but nothing holding them back.
0: No, 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 no. See, they have all the arrogance and snottiness of Romulans. See, I think I think the Vulcans we see in the um, what I will call the modern age is, you know, they are holding back some of the arrogance and snottyness with their, you know, skills of repression. Whereas these Vulcans in the Enterprise era are not really, they haven't really mastered that part of themselves yet.
2: No, they haven't had to yet. The humans <laughs> are still their bitches. <clears throat> So basically, at this point, he's like, "Oh yes, snitched. She came running and told me immediately. She went to go tell the principal what happened." Well, she said can't that when stop you stopped me from seeing her, she needs what I've got. Which was the wrong thing to say to
0: Archer. <laughs> and so he throws Archer across the office. Oh no! First, Whee! first he just grabs him and dead lifts him into the ceiling. Uh, yeah. To that really conveniently placed low hanging pipe right over the doorway.
4: Okay. Is it just me or is Vulcan's being like supernaturally strong? Just not good.
1: <laughs> well, not I, mean, super- I mean, it,
4: forgive my alcohol and inebriated thoughts here.
0: No, like, no, that's what this podcast is for, man. <laughs> I've never really felt like Vulcan's
4: being super strong and better physically, like by the degrees that they are to be a good thing writing-wise? Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense.
3: Well, Especially on, like, look- since they almost never use it unless it's, here is something that they have to overcome.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's also why it's downplayed in most uh, most media. It's never used like,
3: oh, hey, you're super, Ed, hey, this thing's uh, trapped someone, could you lift it up? Yeah. It's I mean- always, oh, no, it's someone's it's always this super strong Vulcan's attacking us it's like it only
4: applies whenever they remember that it exists
2: well because their whole point of their their species is they 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 hold back and they because holding back doesn't really mean anything if there's nothing to hold back from if they were weaker than humans who would give a shit if they held back or not all that control they have over their emotions would be meaningless maybe all
0: Vulcans are the Hulk You know, Vulcan get mad, Vulcan get strong?
4: I don't think the whole thing is just, like, so unnecessary for them writing-wise, for them to be super strong and super tough.
0: Okay, so, like, the only time it came up in the original series that I can remember where it was a specific plot point was the episode with the plants that hypnotize everyone and made them abandon the ship. And it was a plot point because there had to be some threat to Kirk trying to make Spock mad to burn off the spores, which is that Spock when mad is strong enough to easily kill him. That's where this whole thing came from within star Trek, as far as I can remember. And then they've just been kind of stuck with it ever since. Um, I believe thereafter there were instances of Spock in grips of whatever frustration, like he put his fist through a monitor once. That was pretty cool looking. It was.
2: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, that
0: kind of thing. But, yeah, I mean, it was a plot point because they needed an element of threat for a scene in one episode.
2: Well, plus they come from an alien planet with higher gravity and and less oxygen. So when they're in a human environment – Yeah, yeah, because when they're in human I I can understand them
4: being generally more fit, but they don't look different enough from humans to really buy the fact that they've got supernatural strength.
2: I, I would like to counter that with chimpanzees because chimpanzees are really skinny little hairy things about a third of our size, but they're stronger than humans. Their muscle mass is just denser and they're simply just stronger. They can rip you apart without even thinking about it.
3: Well, yes, chimpanzees are very terrifying, yes. yes. But, but I'm just saying, they don't look all that strong, but they now are. Imagine chip, now imagine a someone human-sized with the proportional strength of a chimp. Exactly. Right, they would be three that to four times... That only ever st- uses it when angry for some reason.
0: Yeah, they'd be three <laughs> to four times stronger than a human, and incredibly dangerous because they've lost all rational control by that point.
3: But for whatever reason, never seem to use that strength when it would be helpful.
4: <laughs> Maybe this is just bothering me because, like, it sort of flies in the face of balanced character creation in, say, D&D. Right.
1: I mean, yeah, and my character I understand- is the
4: smartest and the wisest and the strongest and the most charismatic and – well, not charismatic, but uh, – <laughs> Is no, this, this
3: it's a Go-Go-Go-Bots opening?
2: Well, this this coupled with the fact that all the TOS we've been watching, and even the TAS, Spock is a fucking Mary Sue, man. He's like Mr. Perfect, and he fixes all the problems. So it does get a little tiresome after a while. So him doing that, and then Vulcan's just being physically superior, and then him joking about it, is kind of a rub-your-face-in-it kind of deal.
0: Yeah, but it's funny in those
3: instances. instances. Well, I mean, of course he's going to rub your face in it. He's a Vulcan. (laughs) Well, yeah. <laughs> you smoke like that. Spock would probably smack get the He wouldn't get to feel all superior if he didn't.
0: No, Mickey, I, I totally understand where you're coming from with this.
4: I, okay, good, because I don't feel like I'm explaining it very well because of, you know, the alcohol.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I get the concept. I think in one sense I'm just kind of used to it because it's something that's always been there. And... It's used in a way that maybe doesn't make objective outside sense, but it's kind of internally consistent.
2: Well, keep in mind, too, I mean, this is Star Trek, and it was made in the 60s, and it was sci fi. So we had to show that, okay, the Vulcans already had warp technology. They came here first. They're supposed to be better than us. You know, they're supposed to be that alien thing that we have to kind of almost live up to, especially in Enterprise. The whole point of Vulcan Enterprise is they're better than us, and we, we hate that fact, so we try to be better than them. Was
4: that ever really established in the original series, though? Uh, the whole Vulcan history of the Earth.
2: I, I, well, not that one, but I think it was in the T O in, in TOS that Vulcans were in space long before humans were. I think they made reference. Oh, we've been traveling space for a thousand years or some bullshit. I, th- I think they made some mention of it. I don't remember. Mm, we can look it up, I'm sure, but I think that there was.
0: They may not have even been that specific about it. It was just the general sense right. of you know
3: they've been at this longer.
0: Exactly. Vulcans are better at everything. <laughs> Right And no, I mean, what we were talking about be- uh, a few minutes ago, too, like the Vulcan planet, you know, there's lots of big, powerful, uh, you know, wildlife on it, harsh conditions mm-hmm. and everything. It makes sense that, you know, through survival of the fittest over however-, however long, the Vulcans with the, you know, densest musculature, the most resistance to the environment, you know, all that would win out. And so they're all just like that now.
2: Exactly. You know, they evolved on that planet. So, yeah.
0: But, again, you know, part of their philosophy of self-control is just they don't need to use that strength all the time. It's inappropriate and dangerous. So, I, I yep. can see there's a conscious aspect to them not always, you know, mm. playing themselves, being strong. And, yes, there's certainly utility in calling on that in certain situations, which the episodes often don't do. But, you know, again, that's... That's going back to what you're saying, it's kind of unbalanced character writing. They have the ability, they don't use it because it's too much of a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah. Like I said, I I totally get where you're coming from with this. Uh, So anyway, back to Archer getting thrown across the room. Whee! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um,
4: he gets thrown across the room and into uh, a phase pistol, which he had stashed for Exactly this reason. Good well, he toss him to the right corner of the room. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, it's 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 a small room.
1: After That's all. I think he's got a
0: face pistol stashed in every corner of the room. He probably just has that there naturally, anyway. You never know when the dogs gonna misbehave. It's true. <laughs> so <laughs> Slicy those... is like, "Oh, you got me there, Captain." I'm certainly not, you know, faster enough than you to close the distance before you can shoot me.
2: Right. You're within arm's reach. And then Archer's just like,
4: get off my plane. (laughs) (laughs) So the Vulcan's being kicked off the ship. Uh, Trip gets to say goodbye to his nerd
2: best friend. Which is kind of sad because, like, shit that they had nothing to do with is causing, like, them to part ways. It's kind of sad. It's the
4: nerd called his dad, and his dad's going to live for another 30
3: weird. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he got a pacemaker, it sounds like. Yeah. yeah.
4: We'll be fighting for another year at least. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, Tripp. You're the best.
1: <laughs>
2: like, Tripp, Richard, like, pats him on the shoulder. All oh, right, man, good luck. Pat, pat, pat. He, like, looks at his shoulder like... Okay, I got to burn this uniform now. What the fuck did you just touch me for? Yeah, what? Why are <laughs> you a germ? He's like, did did we just have sex? <laughs> <laughs> I I think the human had sex with me.
4: <laughs> I'm no longer a virgin. <laughs> Yay!
0: My ears just popped.
2: <laughs> Wait, that has a different meaning than what I'm thinking, <laughs> is not
1: it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, when a Vulcan says that it means
3: something a little different. <laughs> See, I I thought that would more be a uh Ferengi thing. <laughs> well, Look, they, shut they, up. They...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you're right, For Max,
2: that would be a much better joke. Actually, you suck.
0: <laughs> Look, I'm not watching that Ferengi episode of Enterprise again just to make that joke.
2: Oh.
4: So, with the Vulcans gone, Archer comes up to check on his rape victim. So, you over it yet? (laughs) Are the Vulcans gone? Yes. Then I'm over it.
2: (laughs) So, uh, what did I tell you about the candles? (laughs) Yeah, this is weird. It's like, so you meditate? And she's like, yeah, every night. He's like, oh, I think now I get. Now that I had to be physically beaten half to death, I think I finally get why. Real intellectual Archer is.
0: Well, what he's saying is that now he knows how she manages to not kill everyone on the ship. <laughs> okay, that's a better way to put it. <laughs>
2: Except, how does meditation do that? I, you know, who knows? They've been doing this shit for like... 3,000 years or
4: something. I don't know. I mean, is she just like... Is it a cooldown meter for her or something? I or <laughs> Like, her Vulcan logic ability has to recharge before she uses it again for the next day.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> she has to build up her brake meter.
3: Turbo! Turbo! Like,
2: you know, Archer just kind of, like, leaves the room, too. He asks her a question. He just kind of, like, looks confused and just, like, walks out. With
0: that's, all that's kind of that's, anticlimactic. That's Archer.
2: Yeah, he's just kind of like, uh, I don't know, and then
1: just leaves.
0: Look, I like Scott Bakula, don't get me wrong. His Captain Archer is maybe not the most engaged.
2: No. no it's very
4: it's... Scott Bakula.
2: Yeah, that's one thing I... I... Don't like about enterprises. He never really gets to be a good captain. I don't. No, think. he's pretty much
4: just always Scott Bakula.
2: Yeah, yeah. He never, he never gets. I never respected him as a captain. You know, Picard gets it. No, Kurt gets it. Obviously, Picard got it. Cisco took a season or two to get it, but he got it. Oh my god, did he get it?
0: Cisco took um, about until he became an actual captain.
2: Oh uh, yeah, about that. I mean, joking aside, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... Janeway, I mean, she, uh, say what you want, but she was pretty smart, and she was definitely captain. She was the boss. Archer just never really – i remember, he never felt like the boss. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I mean, it's kind of sad, you know, because, I mean, I like Scott Bakula too, but he just, just was doesn't have that command, you know, and, uh, of, of, wow, I'd follow he that guy. He never really
4: fits the character. I the character is supposed to be like half engineer, half captain
2: yeah oh that's true yeah he helped design the the warp engine that's right you never get that feeling from him though true true like he should be like
4: you know in there working on the ship and shit right he should be a grease monkey
2: yeah or at least feign interest in it or something
0: (laughs) as it is he's mostly just spending all his time reacting to the situations he's not really like driving anything along Right.
2: Right. There's, no, there's never a point when I was like, oh, man, that was a good move or wow, that's that's why he's captain. You know, yeah, it's it just not like
0: a good way for an explorer character to be written.
2: No. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah I mean, um, a bureaucrat, sure, but not an explorer. Right.
2: Well, it's painfully obvious to me. The only reason he's captain is because his dad designed the ship. I mean, it's like <laughs>
0: nepotism. That's the
2: only fucking reason. Yeah. I mean, is there a different one out there? I don't think so. Well, there's that great speech he gave that
4: formed the Federation.
2: Oh for God's sakes. The one that didn't actually happen, like on camera. Fuck that. Oh, disgusting.
0: Oh, his um his Federation forming speech was Space, the Final Frontier.
2: <laughs> Those were the voyages of my spaceship Enterprise. <laughs> We were in space
1: a mission. long time.
0: <laughs> At that point, you know, everything was a done deal. It was just a formality, and, you know, history's kind of embellished his role.
2: <laughs> <Right>. Just like <laughs> Zephram Cochran. Yes. Which is awesome, because we actually get to see that. Imagine that. <laughs> Seeing a story being told. <laughs>
0: I'm just imagining the Zephram Cochrane reality tour. This is the bar he lived at.
2: Yeah, here's your here's your complimentary shot of whiskey.
0: And here is the poster of Lily, who actually built the damn ship.
4: (laughs) I love that the the first contact uh, Troy figure comes with a shot of whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Playmates toys are fucking awesome.
2: Well, they were. Oh my god! I just realized something, guys. You know the movie uh, Hidden Figures, you know, about the uh, the black ladies who were uh, scientists at NASA who actually did all the work? No. Lily Lily Sloan was one of them, apparently. <laughs> she was one of the hidden figures. I don't get it. Yeah, well, you wouldn't. I don't watch movies about NASA. I'm not a nerd. <laughs> That's true. You are definitely the coolest out of all of us.
0: So, Mickey, about that Harry mud figure you bought— Yeah. (laughs) Illegal drugs action accessory. Yeah, I was looking at it, too. It's not really a great likeness for um, Roger C. Carmel himself, but if you go by the animated series Harry Mudd, that's, like, spot on right there.
4: (laughs) The point is I have a Harry Mudd action figure now.
0: Yes, and you paid $3 for it instead of the $8 the last time we saw it. Yes. Space pimp! (laughs) too bad it's not seven feet tall like he really was wait what what well maybe that's seven feet tall but dude was really tall really like, yeah they say that's what killed him no I'm making that up
2: <laughs> uh, well that was a boring episode but at least it was you know had character development there wasn't any goddamn space battles or anything like that the characters were generally likable I mean I like I don't think that
3: episode was that boring Were they likable? I like Tove. He was
4: cool. I thought it was an interesting episode because, you know, one, like, you know, it's just all talky bits. Yeah. But there's a lot of notable things in it, I thought. Such as? Well, uh, the wet dream, uh, the date rape scene, um, Vulcan sex talk. Yeah. Archer giving the dad speech.
0: I thought I was filled with lots of talky bits. See, like, so... I, know, I know the whole point of the episode as written was the Paul thing, but they could have really had a much more entertaining episode if it was more about things like Vulcan sex talk. You have this crew of really unorthodox Vulcans come in, and basically the Enterprise crew gets to, you know, hang around with them, talk to them, basically find out all the Vulcan things that real Vulcans won't talk about. You know, you, you can have your B-plot that gives the episode a little bit of drama, but I would have focused more on just the, like, innocent interactions between the crews. Because there's a lot yeah, of interesting material to mine right there.
2: Right, and they had plenty of time to fill. Yeah. They really could have come up with some interesting things like, oh, this, that, and the other. They could have really continued it out and, and made it a lot more interesting. They engaging. could have
0: made a whole running joke of Malcolm coming in and sitting down and people leaving <laughs> instead of just <laughs> having it happen
2: once. I, I, I think they do. I think that's called season one, two, three, and four.
4: <laughs> I should say Malcolm would have been much more interesting if he was a she. Yeah, I think Uh-oh, we oh, talked about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Did we talk about it on air or is it just on Twitter, though?
0: I thought we talked about it on the podcast. Oh, well, did we? Maybe. I
2: don't know, but I agree with you for what it's worth. I mean, I, I'm a fan. of...
4: A boring of... woman is much more interesting than a boring man.
2: Well, yeah, well, I'm a fan of of tough female characters too. I mean, they're. It always makes me happy when the tough one is is a, is a female. Because in a lot of ways, women are like actually are. Uh, well when they do it right they don't kill her off in like half an episode no yeah, she came from a completely failed
4: colony they were things and then she fucked a robot
0: <laughs> then she died but not I a know what a that robot Jeff came by a puddle of maple syrup I believe it was by actually King. Vaseline
2: well that's a bad way to go Jeff <laughs> yes, by Vaseline
0: yeah just ask freaks
2: ooh what what, what?
0: Well, they dumped him in the vat of Vaseline for the, uh, yeah. you know, dragging Riker into Arma's thing.
2: Oh, gross. Yeah. Nothing like a like a fully More Vaseline, Vaseline
0: in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. was never the same again.
4: <laughs> just can't get that out.
2: Well, he's able to slide in and out of his uniform a lot easier. <laughs> Ew. Yeah,
3: like putting on a sock full of Vaseline. Please uh-huh. never mention Riker and Sock in the same sentence again.
2: <laughs> Was it <that> bring <laughs> up bad memories?
0: Yeah, what's yeah, wrong with Riker socks?
3: Yeah.
2: They Hunt stand Riker. up on their own. <laughs> Riker wearing nothing but
0: socks. Socks with little beards on them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, that's why he always puts his leg up on things. He just wants to show you his socks. <laughs> oh my goodness alright so what is next animated series no can't do that <laughs>
4: alright
0: then it's time for DS9 I think okay. so okay uh, let's see what haven't we done that's good
2: well it doesn't have to necessarily be good
0: good is preferable is it well within if a we cer- within a certain aspect of good yes
2: Okay, there we go. Good to talk about is kind of what I'm pushing
0: for. How about, you know, chaotic good?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a lot more fun than, than lawful good.
0: <laughs> yeah, <they're> neutral. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well,
0: Mickey, did you have an episode in mind?
2: Well,
4: all I can think about right now is if wishes we were horses. But again, I'm drunk and I'm pretty sure that's not a good idea.
0: Yeah, that's a first season episode.
4: And it's also a ridiculous episode, which I got a feeling we, we don't need to do that right now.
0: Yeah, that's probably not a decision to make one drunk. Uh let's go to memory alpha. That is not memory alpha. Um
2: <laughs> That is a porn site. Oh my Which god. What
0: characters have we not really covered yet? Odo?
2: Jadzia? Oh, there's nothing to cover with Jadzia, never mind. Yeah. Does she ever do anything ever? Fuck's Wharf. Yeah, I mean anything important. She dies. Anything interesting.
0: That wasn't important though. That was a contract dispute. Let's do it every yeah. episode then. Oh, yeah. oh. Um, okay, I'm gonna pick out an episode here. And you can no, that's not the right episode. I'm gonna pick out the right episode here. Okay, so you see in season two there's an episode called Sanctuary and an episode called Paradise, and I always get them mixed up. You idiot. I know, right? <laughs>
4: Why does not see what Fort Max posted. The gifts. Thank you, Fort
2: Max. All right. Let's see. Here's Paper Moon. Now, there's some that, that people talk about all the fucking time. Uh, there's one where Cisco like basically commits like a war crime, and it's like this, the most amazing episode They're ever. Yeah,
0: Moonlight. We did that already.
2: Did we? Okay. You weren't
0: yeah. here. Oh well, probably.
2: that's why. Damn it.
4: <laughs> I'm not reading this, but from the, the, the pictures, it looks really boring. I say
2: no to this. Oh, uh, there's the Inter-Arma Enim Silent something about the Section 31. What? Yeah, it's I didn't understand
0: s- any of that. Yeah, yeah I had Mickey well, watch that with me in December, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, the one that's on Voyager, but not really. The one that's on the Intrepid-class ship. Oh. Yeah. Mickey, do you remember that?
4: No. With I the Romulans? But- my brain's not thinking very well at the moment. I'm kind of very drunk.
2: <laughs> just a little. He's just a little very drunk.
0: Um, We could do the one where O'Brien gets put on trial by the Cardassians.
2: Oh, I don't uh, want an O'Brien the... episode. No O'Brien I, mean, I know suffer. that is
0: kind of the low-hanging fruit.
2: <laughs> Those are my potatoes, if you know what I mean. I really <laughs> think we need to do an episode about
4: Odo because we really have not – we've. Not focused on him at all.
0: Okay, let's see. What's a good Odo episode?
2: Uh, Broken Link, season four. Odo is rushed to the infirmary when he suddenly collapses. He's losing the ability to maintain his solid yeah, form. Yeah, but
0: that requires like some backstory too. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. Um, I have no idea. Let's see. Not. I don't that know
2: DS Nine nearly as well as I should.
0: You're a failure of a human being.
2: Uh, Season 5, when Cisco approaches Starfleet Command with Odo's suspicion that Klingon Galron is really one of Odo's people.
0: What, Apocalypse Rising? Yeah. That's not an Odo episode.
2: Okay, well, I don't know. I'm just spitballing.
0: Stop yelling at me. Um... Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. Shut up, Erics.
1: <laughs> <Perfect>. Nice. <laughs>
2: That's... I used to have four arms, but I lost
0: one. Let's see. That's technically an Odo episode, but he doesn't get a whole lot of focus because it's more of a concept thing. Um...
2: Yeah, I can't be any help with this. I have no idea. I have no idea. Oh. Let's see. Voyager, no. Enterprise, God, no. Can't do this.
0: No, we're doing Deep Space Nine. We just got to figure this out.
2: Yeah, well, I'm not able to help.
0: You could if you tried.
2: No. Well, you're probably right, but I'm not gonna, so. (laughs)
0: Um...
2: Been watching Legion. That's been really good.
0: Um... Maybe this one, because it's got the scientist that <coughs> studied Odo and is his uncomfortable father figure, basically. Oh, yeah. That was a good episode. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that one, there, And also yeah, has the, the, the quote-unquote mysterious monster.
2: Huh? Anyway. No, uh, so thought, that so...
0: is the alternate from season two. Yep. Okay. Cool. That works. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. We all talk about our daddy issues. This will be great.
0: I'm I'm doing pretty good right now, so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I haven't cried all day.